Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I'm Tamara Thomas, editor-in-chief of UrbanHealthToday.com, part of the DocWire family of medical news sites, and I want to thank you for tuning in to Urban Health Weekly. Our goal each week is to keep you informed of the latest in health and medical news right from today's headlines. It's time to empower yourself with open conversations about your medical care with news that matters to you. So are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, I'm Tamara Thomas, Editor-in-Chief of Urban Health Today, and I'm speaking with Gervais Walton, Vice President of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion for Vituity, a physician-owned healthcare professional staffing company. He's here to talk about trends he's seen in recruitment throughout the pandemic. Thank you for talking to me today, Mr. Walton. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Great. Let's get started. So tell us about your role at Vituity. Sure. As you mentioned, I'm the Vice President of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, and Really, my day-to-day is focused on <clears throat> looking at the processes, practices, and policies that we have in place within Vituity and making sure that there's equitable access to opportunity uh, for not only our talent internally, but also externally, making sure people are able to access jobs and have um, recruiting and leadership advancement uh, where needed. Now, one of the things that I kind of focus on uh, within Vituity and sharing with people is this um, notion of zero barriers. And I want that to be a part of Vituity's uh, way of culture in terms of DEI is that we're creating zero barriers for recruiting and leadership advancement. We've done some wonderful things uh, over the course of the past couple of years. And I hope I get a chance to share, um, sprinkle some of those things that we've done in terms of like our impact event and bridge to brilliance incentive programs for uh, physicians of color, as well as some of the partnerships that we've uh, strategically had that, again, advances um, uh, physicians of color within the healthcare industry. Oh, I'm happy for you to talk about it if you're ready to talk about it now. Sure, I can, I can talk about it now. <laughs> so, so we've been fortunate to... to... Barriers. This is all something very exciting. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, so uh, we've been fortunate to um, roll out some existing uh, exciting programs uh, within Vituity, again, to aim at increasing representation in healthcare, because we understand, we know that 
you know, uh, there's not a lot of Black, Latino, and Native Americans uh, physicians, one, um, but then also those that are in the healthcare industry, how are they being able to provide, get access to opportunities with existing uh, organizations? So the first thing we have, we have uh, an event called Impact Forum. And so it's a half day session that connects our, connects future physician leaders with uh, some of our current physician leaders. And so it's a way, an opportunity for them to not only connect, network and learn from these physician leaders, but also we focus on how they can impact their communities, go back and impact their communities, um, share journeys and ways that they can um, get opportunities of a lifetime uh, through how they impact their careers as well. So giving them tips and tools of what some of the hiring managers and physician recruiters are looking for uh, when they're looking at candidates in, in the market. Um, and then also how to impact your finances. Uh, we try to give them tools to begin thinking about building generational wealth. Um, even though they are coming out of school and out of residency in the midst of debt, but we want to be able to start giving them some tools that they can utilize. Um, so it's a unique um, design system, support system uh, for physicians and upcoming physicians uh, that from historically marginalized uh, populations. Uh, the second thing that I mentioned was the Bridge to Brilliance Incentive Leadership Program. So this offers access straight into Vituity uh, as a physician partner. So for our uh, for Black physicians and Lat Latino physicians, uh, they're they're able to once they uh, join us, join Vituity, there's an incentive around that. Um, and then there's also access to our administrative uh, fellowship program, which is a track into leadership positions within Vituity. So if anyone that's tuning in is interested, just go to vituity.com to learn more information about it. Um, and so, yeah, we have some exciting things that are happening. Um, another thing that I'm going to note is also our strategic partnerships, um, again, to increase representation in, uh, in healthcare. We've partnered with the American College of Emergency Physicians, as well as uh, Society of Hospital Medicine to start a diversity scholarship. And so by two has been sponsoring that uh, over the past year to award uh, a couple residents and, and medical students, um, again, in their, in their career for, for, for healthcare. That's fantastic. Can I ask you uh, one question about what you were talking about here? I know you talked about um, recent graduates in the uh, medical school debt. Um, there was a piece in the New York Times um, last year about the fact that so many um, graduates of color are mired in so much debt that they can't go into primary care practice because they just can't afford, because of the, the amount of debt they can't afford um, the sort of lower paying primary care positions, which would um, you know, give them an opportunity to um, give back to their communities. Can you, can, have you heard any of that? Can you talk about that at all? I've heard that. Um, and as you know, like going through medical school and residency, you know, it is costly. Um, and so I heard that a lot of uh, folks are discouraged because again, especially for black and, and Latinx uh, physicians, when they are um, interviewing for different positions, a lot of times they're not pushed through, um, you know, for for various amount of reasons. Um, but uh, but I have heard that I don't know all the details um, in terms of especially as it relates to primary care physicians because we focus primarily on emergency medicine, hospital medicine physicians. Um, but I ha I have heard that, and that's another reason why we 
um, have impact and have that focus, that section um, on impact and finances. We have a professional uh, financial advisor come in. Um, again, people that look like them so that they can relate to, to their um, circumstances to kind of help them uh, with, that, with that debt coming out of college or coming out of residency. Uh, so what trends did you see during the pandemic? What, what types of HCPs were in demand? Yeah, absolutely. So I can say the pandemic reshaped all of us, right? Um, so from the workforce to even the emergency department, everything we thought we couldn't do, we had to find a way to do it. Uh, so globally, there was a shortage of primary care providers and nurses. But again, it's not really Vituity's bread and butter. However, for Vituity, we saw that there was a great need for more advanced providers. So the physician assistants and nurse practitioners for emergency medicine and critical care physicians. Um, you know, a lot of folks were not going to their routine care um, and, and it wasn't happening and they ended up going to the ER, which was already, you know, um, packed and, and had shortages of staff, but also packed with COVID patients. Um, so um, our HCP colleagues, you know, were on the front lines day in and day out, um, you know, trying to not only keep patients from dying in the waiting rooms or in the hallways, um, but they also saw heightened fatigue, trauma fatigue that they were going through themselves, witnessing all of this. Um, and then now we're seeing uh, trends of uh, more HCPs that are uh, dealing with burnout and mental issues, um, all stemming from what was happening through the pandemic. And so, you know, they're also wanting more organizations to have wellness programs for them. And so, you know, one thing Vituity does have is we have a wellness program designed and led by um, some of our extraordinary physicians uh, to promote wellness uh, for physician, uh, for our physician colleagues. So I would say, again, some of the trends really were the demand for more of those critical care, emergency medicine, um, hospital staff, because the emergency rooms were just flooded with uh, so many COVID patients. Yeah, so you just talked about, right, that routine care for patients became practically non-existent, say for mm -hmm. COVID cases and really uh, emergency cases. So what happened to those HCPs? Were they redeployed? Were any of them redeployed um, to frontline positions? Were any furloughed? So some were, um, uh, many of those HCP transitioned to telemedicine. Um, and I can speak for, you know, for Vituity, we had a lot of physicians that transferred, uh, or transitioned over to telemedicine. Again, with the height of uh, all the COVID patients and then also those folks that were scared to go to the ER as well, um, they needed some type of care. Um, and so um, there also was a majority of physicians or healthcare providers uh, that were deployed to other sites across the nation to help alleviate some of the strain uh, from the COVID-19 patients uh, admitted into the ED or into the hospital. Um, so Vituity, we also sent um, a group of California physicians to New York um, during the pandemic to kind of help some of the hospital systems out there because you know even though it may not have been necessarily their practice or their community but in in healthcare and in, in caring for patients it's all one community so we were able to send send folks there um, but then in terms of the telemedicine that a lot of folks were um, uh, transitioned to uh, for vituity we were fortunate enough that we had already started an emergency telemedicine strategy that was already existing so it wasn't anything yeah challenging for us. Uh, it wasn't anything new for us. It was just easy to kind of transition transition over to this. Um, in terms of um, 
furloughs, I, I can't speak for every health system or every healthcare organization, but I know for Vartuity, uh, we had um, we didn't have very much furloughs because again, we tried to either redeploy people across the nation to help out other hospital systems or transition them to uh, telemedicine. Um, so our focus has been and will always be you know, to make sure that there's continued care uh, delivered to our patients. During the course of the pandemic, with the realization dawning on everyone that yes, there is inequality in our healthcare system, did you see any changes in hiring trends, specifically in recruitment of doctors of color? This is where I have to, you know, really put on my DI hat and say, like, you know, the pandemic opened the eyes for many organizations, but for people of color, we already knew these inequities existed. Right. Um, so we've known that there's always been underrepresentation of, uh, of physicians of color, especially Black um, and Latinx. Um, and so that's why one of the things for Vituity, what we did was about five years ago, one of our physicians um, cultivated a, a DI partnership with um, ASEP, again, the American College of Emergency Physicians, uh, to form the diversity section meeting there. And so what that is was a way to, again, how to increase representation uh, within healthcare, uh, creating mentorship programs, uh, creating, again, funnels for talent pipelines. Um, but in terms of like the hiring trends, I would say not much has changed oh. in terms of um, hiring trends. We knew then, like we know now, um, that there's still more to be done uh, for recruiting Black, Latino, and Native American uh, physicians. Again, that's why we, for Vituity, we create these different programs uh, to kind of help alleviate that with like through impact and through the Bridge to Bridge uh, program. It's really trying to meet those physicians where they are and support them as best as we can. So in terms of trends, has it changed? You know, a lot of organizations have, have put out there that they are doing many things, they're saying that they're doing many things, but when you really look, take a look at it, a lot of them are not actually putting action behind those words. I can say Vituity is, but a lot of organizations are not. So it's, so nothing's changed really. It's kind of business as usual. So how high of a priority would you say recruiting with diversity in mind is for organizations? I would say it's still really high. Um, it's really high for, for organizations. Again, you have a lot that are, are, are saying that they, that they have it high and then look at the action behind mm -hmm. it. Right. Um, so, so it is definitely still a high priority for, for many organizations. It's just the leap from being a priority on page to actual realization of that prioritization and, and hiring practices. Exactly. It's like asking them, like, what, what have you done? Like, like, yes, you can say like, oh, yes, we want to. says priority, but. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, I can see that. Um, so what does the future hold for physician HCP recruitment? Are you seeing any new trends like doctors leaving for the depression or I'll give you a, a funny uh, thing I saw the other day on Quora. A neurosurgeon decided to leave neurosurgery to become a hair transplant surgeon. So I'm <laughs> wondering what, I know. What, so what is the, the, what trends are you seeing as far as um, physicians changing roles or leaving or moving back from the front line or moving to the front line? Yeah, and so I also um, chatted with um, my colleague who's the VP of recruiting for Vituity. And um, to your point, and going back to what I mentioned earlier, is that a lot of 
physicians and healthcare providers are looking for more of that wellness and that work-life integration now after going through the pandemic. So we're seeing more physicians and healthcare providers um, looking for less full-time work. Um, they're looking for flexibility, um, you know, in a way that empowers them to focus on patient care, but also their own well-being. Um, so again, going back to, to my statement earlier about, um, you know, organizations need to have wellness programs in place specifically for uh, these physicians and healthcare providers. Um, you know, they, they, they're going through burnout. They've been through the trauma of COVID. They're still going through it. Um, and so, you know, we've been able to position ourselves and have strategies around that. Um, and, and, and this year, we're even hosting a, a retreat, a wellness retreat for healthcare providers to discuss things like burnout and integrating family and work-life balance. So it's not surprising to me that that um, surgeon is trying to switch gears a little bit, something that may be a little less um, uh, intense um, right. after going through, you know, you just think about like them seeing people in the hallways. Again, our physicians describe to us in the hallways, literally dying and there's nothing they can do to help them. Um, and so I'm sure, you know, for that surgeon, if, if he was, you know, a part of the, this whole um, COVID um, surge and, and, and helping and support, then I'm sure that he probably was going through a lot of trauma as well. Still want to be able to practice in some capacity, but on a less, uh, more flexibility. So are they going to smaller organizations um, or it's simply just working less hours and making sure that uh, instead of the crazy hours that they have more of a structured sort of nine to five. I know what I'm hearing from on the emergency medicine side is more of the, the and then from residents that are coming out of residency, um, it's the less hours, more flexibility. Um, so, um, you know, physicians can work anywhere from 14 to 20 something hours, um, you know, but it's, it's more the flexibility of like, okay, I can, I can go home now and kind of decompress, um, you know, or again, what are some things that can support me while I'm at work um, through wellness? Are there outlets that I can have that can be a resource for me while I'm there and I'm going through this trauma um, and, and things like that? So, so it's, it's a combination. I won't necessarily say that they're going to smaller organizations or going to smaller clinics. Um, some may be, but um, definitely more flexibility in terms of the, the hours and the stress. And what are you seeing for, um, for emergency department nurses, for ED nurses? There's going to be a huge um, shortage of nurses, I think by the year 2025. Um, I, saw, I saw that. Yeah. Are you seeing um, an increase in nursing graduates? Um, what, what, what are you seeing there? So we don't have, in terms of my tutor, we don't have um, uh, several nurses per se. Uh, we do have a couple of uh, practice lines that do have some nurses, but primarily we have nurse practitioners. Mm -hmm. um, but I did, we may have saw a similar article. I saw that the shortages could be due to like a lot of nurses are retiring as well. Um, but then also a lot of the folks that are going through nursing school, they, they are also experiencing burnout and they're also experiencing um, you know, not being able to find opportunities when they come out of nursing school. So that also could really that for also could, for, for some first for, 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 I was an article that I, that I read there for some not not saying that all nurses, but uh -huh. it just kind of depends uh, again with 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 COVID how it was in 2020. 
Right. Um, there was a lot of need for them, but then if you didn't have the training, um, the proper training yet, then it wasn't, um, you know, the, the opportunity may not have been there for them. Ah, wow. That's very surprising. Wow. Well, Mr. Jave Walton of Vituity Staffing, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. And again, if anyone is looking for career opportunities, Vituity is hiring. Check out Vituity.com. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, but yeah, it was a great opportunity. Thank you so much. And I hope you'll come back again and talk about more trends as you see the trends changing. And hopefully more physicians of color will you know, be moving up the ranks. Absolutely. Uh, anytime. Thanks for listening to Urban Health Weekly today. I hope you'll join me and my friends next week so you can stay informed and inspired to take control of your health. See you next time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.